Hello everyone, welcome and welcome back to Embodied Living with Christy. I am Christy, your host. And of course, very happy, very excited to be here today. Um, We're talking about trauma today. So if you feel like maybe you are not quite in the right space for this, if you have some of your own trauma that you have been dealing with or kind of feeling into um, that, you know, you're just not feeling up for sitting with this today, maybe come back to this episode at another time. Um, let me just preface this with a little bit of a disclaimer. If you are a longtime listener, you already know this, but if you're a new listener, I'm not an, uh, an expert. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, uh, you know, anything like that. On this podcast, I talk about my own experiences. I talk about the energetics of things as I feel them to be true at any given time. So a year from now, two years from now, maybe my stance on this will change. I don't know. Um, So this is just for, you know, right here, right now. If you are listening in the future and this is resonating for you at this point in time, that's great. This is for you right here, right now. So yeah, I, I, I just wanted to, to make that clear. I'm, I'm not any type of expert or, or anything like that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. Um, I'm just here to chit chat and I can already feel that this episode might get a little bit heavy. Um, so I apologize in advance for that just because I know that I do still have a lot of trauma or some trauma that I have not dove into and really worked with to, to heal and release yet. So I'm also feeling a little bit emotional today. If I end up crying during this episode, um, you know, I know that I, I don't need to apologize for that, but if you're not into that, if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, um, you know, sorry, but here we are, we're here, we're here, we're here. In the previous episode, I shared some things that I just have been currently resonating with, and uh, I mentioned a couple things about trauma, and so we're here to talk about this today. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of procrastinating. I actually sat down and tried to record this episode last week, and I'm not sure. I just wasn't really feeling it. Today is... 2222. It's February 2nd of 2022, and I plan to record two episodes. So I don't know. Maybe that means something. Maybe it doesn't. I'm sitting here enjoying a nice iced coffee. The sun is shining this morning, even though it's like minus 35 degrees Celsius or something cold like that. I'm ready for spring. We have been very lucky here in Saskatchewan. Winter really didn't roll around until like later in 2021 like it was like late November and I was outside in a t-shirt there was no snow there was no nothing it was gorgeous so I really try not to complain about the weather but I'm I'm getting really ready (laughs) for springtime but we still have you know usually here winter lasts until 
March, April. Sometimes it snows in May. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather. Okay. (laughs) So before I dive in, I do just also want to mention, I'm going to be talking about a little bit of inner child stuff today. If you've listened to the early episodes from 2020, you have already heard about a lot of this. Um, I talked a lot about inner child stuff because that's the healing that I was working on for myself at that point in time. Talked a lot about um, my father wound and I worked through a lot of things at that time. Um, Now, that being said, I am going to be talking a little bit about this today and and father wounds mother wounds just inner wounds altogether and i talk about these things not from a place of placing blame or placing fault um it's not like that at all this is just my way of speaking about my experience so you know, both of my parents and grandparents, you know, down the the lineage, I have so much compassion for them um, because they have their own wounds. They have their own stuff that they have been unconscious and, and unaware of. And I mean, we know this by now, right? If you've been here, you know, you know that that stuff Um, that conditioning, that programming, those traumas, those experiences, those sit in the driver's seat until you become aware of them, until you work through them and you take that power and that control of yourself back into your own hands. So they had their own shit going on. Um, You know, they they had that and, and they did, you know, hopefully they did the best they could at that time. So when I talk about this, it's not from a place of um, blame. So just know that as well. And maybe keep that in mind. If you have some inner child stuff too, if you have some wound stuff, I mean, we all have wound stuff. Um, I really also have been, I haven't been doing really any inner child work lately for myself, but I've been just sitting with the emotions of grief for my parents inner children as well um and that might might be might not be something uh, a kind of like a concept or a thing that i talk about in the future i don't know yet anyway let's get to it so trauma i feel like trauma is kind of a a like a trendy thing right now almost we just like love to talk about our trauma we not that we love to talk about it but I think that there's so much information and there's so many new kind of insights and awarenesses and and just all this stuff that has been coming out for the past you know few years or however long really I personally feel like I've seen it more in the past like three to four years but but that could just be my own perception I just feel like right now it's very prevalent um you know we're all understanding a little bit more the role that our traumas play in our present life and I think that's an amazing thing but I think it's also important that we don't get into such a space of identifying ourselves through our traumas so trauma these are essentially things that have happened to us things that we have experienced 
and they're they're the big things they're the hurtful things they're the very kind of you know quote unquote damaging very traumatizing things that we experience and those energies sit within us and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes here um but yeah that that being said it's it can get really easy especially when you start identifying and getting more in tune with that energy sitting within you it can be really easy to start identifying with that and to just sort of shape and mold your identity around what your traumas have been and you know as well maybe that is coming from a space of judgment i was gonna say as kind of like sad as it is we sometimes will relate to each other through our traumas so when I first started opening up about my depression and this was years ago and started talking about that I started sharing on social media you know I had a lot of people reach out or they would comment on my posts or or whatever I had so much engagement so much feedback and then a couple years after that well a few years after that um, you know I started to kind of reshape and come from a different space where I wanted to talk more about joy. I wanted to talk more about, you know, at that point it was even just talking about like self-care, just taking care of yourself. And that did not seem to resonate as much with people. People really bonded with me more over my trauma than they do the other stuff. And I think that we can still tend to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's where you are, that's fine. Just just be where you are without judging yourself. I'm just here to talk about things, maybe create a little ripple of awareness within you that might, you know, start you down a new path of healing or whatever the case may be. So, oh my my wounds (laughs) um so i have a few core wounds that are kind of my my main ones so i have a father wound i actually also believe i have a mother wound that might not be a core wound but it has been more at the forefront of things for me lately um i have a self-worth wound a fear of not being seen wound a poverty consciousness wound. Those are my main ones that I have already spent a lot of time working on and addressing. And these stem back into childhood. So here's how this has worked for me. When I was a baby, a toddler, a child, I wasn't receiving the emotional aspect from my parents, but especially my dad, you know, there was not much um, affection. There was not a lot of, you know, being told I love you and just things like that. And again, no fault of his. He has his own wounds. He has his own stuff. Um, and so it's just, it, it is what it is, really. I, I can't, at this point, I can't change that. I can go back timeline-wise and shift things energetically, but it happened. That's the way it happened. And it has played out very traumatically for me throughout my life. 
and I have talked about this in the past, so you can always go and check out old episodes. I'm, I, I, I'm not, well, who knows, maybe I will. I'm not planning on getting super deep into talking about that. Um, I want to talk more about the present and how those things affect me now. So, you know, a father wound combined with a self-worth wound combined with a fear of not being seen, that eventually led to an abusive relationship in my teens, that that's when the most what I would call like physical trauma and mental abuse and emotional abuse and and all of those kinds of things that was when it it all it kind of like all happened that's where my trauma responses developed and came to be in a more physical sense that's how I'll that's how I'll word that because even though those experiences in that relationship are a lot of what has developed those trauma responses, th- that also, like the reason for why I was in that relationship stems back to childhood and where those wounds came from, when they developed, why they developed. So, you know, it was a lot in that relationship. I... <laughs> It was my first relationship and we started dating when I was 15 and he was a year younger than me. And you know, when you're young, you just, it's, it's lust and it's, you know, I mean, I probably was in love at that time. It was just so dysfunctional that it's funny to look back on now. Um, crazy to me to look back on now, but you know, eventually he started cheating on me. And the first time that it happened, I found out and because of my wounds, I had no self-worth. I, you know, it's not that I didn't care that that's what he was doing, but I just, I so deeply energetically craved that affection and that quote unquote love, um, all of that, the the attention and just, I just wanted to be loved. And so I stayed in this relationship a lot longer than I should have. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, <laughs> I say that it wasn't physically abusive, but there were times that physical things happened. So for example, I don't even know this, this, this was a couple few years into our relationship. And I mean, at that point, I was so just like devastated all the time. I was so mentally fucked up from being with this person. Um, the, the, oh my God, the gaslighting. And at that time, of course, I didn't know what gaslighting was. That's really only a term I've become familiar with in the past few years, but looking back now, and anytime I see um, like a post or, or someone talking about gaslighting or describing what it is, I'm just like, oh my God, like it was insane. It still triggers me to this day. It still gets me fired up. So things might get a little bit salty and spicy here <laughs> in the next few minutes. Um, but, you know, gaslighting and, and verbal abuse and and the mental and emotional abuse and manipulation, it was just, um, it was a lot. And when you are a teenager, you are still 
being molded. You are still developing. You are still trying to, you know, figure out who you are, so to speak. And so I, by the end of that, was just like a hollow shell. And I mean, that continued on over the next quite a few years. But, you know, there were, when I say that there were physical things, there was one time um, I had gone into the, I lived in a small town at the time and there was a city about half hour away where all the kind of, you know, um, happenings were happening. And uh, he had gone into the city and I went in afterwards about half hour later and he found out and he was mad and I don't even remember maybe I honestly kind of just like followed him in there because you know we were just constantly fighting he was constantly just blaming me for things and da 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 da. so anyway I went in and I was driving down the road he saw me and swerved his truck into me and smashed my car So physical things like that happened, but there wasn't really, like there was no punching or hitting um, or anything like that. There was another time where he, I was driving down the highway, he came and found me and kind of just like ran me down. Um, I stopped, thank God, otherwise who knows what would have happened. You know, he kind of dragged me out of the vehicle and my 14 or however old she was at that time, younger than that. She was probably 11 or 12 at that time. Sister was in the vehicle and and like it was just a lot. And so that relationship developed all of these like trauma responses within me that now still sometimes sort of flare up or get triggered. Um, You know, for example, my, my partner now you know, sometimes will be, I don't like my body being like jostled around. And so, you know, sometimes he wants to be like playful and kind of like not wrestle, but you know, just kind of like tickling and and stuff like that. And if I try to escape, sometimes he'll kind of just like playfully like grab me on the, the, the wrist to try to like, you know, stop me from getting away. And that is something that triggers me so much. And it's like immediately I'm back in that abusive relationship when I was a teenager. And that is a perfect example of having a trauma response doesn't mean you're in trauma. So experiencing the actual trauma is one thing and then that develops the trauma responses that will pop up as time goes on. When you're having a trauma response, that doesn't mean you're in the trauma. It just means that the energy that was created and stored within your body at the time of the trauma is kind of like flaring up. So when I first started getting into like holistic type healing things, I um, the first modality I worked with was called body talk. In body talk, they call this an active memory. So I'll give you another example. When I was younger, I was probably 16 or maybe 17, I was in a pretty 
terrible car accident. Nobody was injured, thank God, and I don't know how. Um, I was the passenger in the front seat and the driver had just gotten her license like less than a week before, I think. And we were going to pick up a friend and she was ripping down a gravel road at like 160 kilometers per hour. And she had slowed down a little bit, but she lost control and we got into a rollover. And so now that was, that was, let's say I'm 35 now. So that was almost 20 years ago. So now to this day, if I'm the passenger in a vehicle and we're driving down gravel or we're on the highway and it's a little bit icy or something and the vehicle starts to fishtail, my body immediately goes into a trauma response. It's like it's right back in that point in time where I got into that accident. And sometimes my body will go into such a reaction that I start like crying it's just it's the craziest like it's just wild to me so that's that energy that develops at the time of that car accident it sits within my body just kind of like dormant and then something like that happens where it gets triggered it becomes active and it's like i'm right back in that trauma moment does this make sense? So I'm sure that you guys have things like this as well. So yeah, like the wrist grabbing is one for me. The car accident or the the fishtailing in the vehicle, that's one for me. Um, you know, when my partner is mad or upset, you know, maybe he had a bad day at work and he comes home and he's a little bit grouchy. He's a little bit... Um, you know, pissed off or whatever. I take that on as he's mad at me. I did something wrong and he's upset with me and and what can I do to fix it? So these are things that happen and and we go into this mode of like you know, it, it's that thing of like, okay, what can I do to fix this? Or what can I do? How can I, you know, going to maybe into like self-preservation mode, whatever the case may be. It looks so different for everyone as well, because everyone has had different experiences. Everyone has had um, different traumas. Everyone reacts to their trauma differently. Everyone, um, you know, doesn't have the same responses, even if they had a similar trauma everyone's different but that being said a lot of us you know we will have the same type of of traumas and trauma responses so it's different but it's also same same <laughs> um one other thing that that kind of gets me um you know and it's really funny i'm going to bring this up because i you know i'm wanting to grow the podcast this year and I'm wanting to just kind of expand a little bit this year. I'm wanting to do more sessions, work with more, you know, new clients and all of the things. And so to do that, I have to put myself out there a little bit more. And I shared on my Instagram story, um, the last podcast episode, and I tagged uh, Jessa Reed because I was referencing her a lot throughout that episode and she reposted it to her story and so because of that I had quite a few new people visiting my website quite a few new people 
listening to that podcast episode and you know not even quite a few people in terms of like hundreds but even like I think there have been 15 or so people that have listened to that episode and generally the average for when new episodes come out is like four listens or downloads or whatever um and even the website you know um increased traffic for me is like 10 to 15 new visitors to my website so that's what I'm sitting at right now um but you know it's just as that was happening I was very oh excuse me I was very aware of um there's like energy releasing within me so I had a burp excuse me um (laughs) I was very aware of my like I don't know if I would call it a fear it's more of like a discomfort or a worry or just this thing where I think people are judging me all the time and then that flares up a little bit of a like okay I really don't like being judged you know they're visiting my website they probably just think I'm like this big like idiot and just an imposter you know imposter syndrome and just all of the things so that has been arising within me over the past couple days and I've kind of just been sitting with that um but you know I I have this response where I I'm scared of people judging me I don't want people to judge me because it makes me feel very small and that stems back to that old relationship where and, you know, maybe into childhood, I don't consciously remember, you know, my my dad or parents or any grandparents or anything doing this to me, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. But, you know, my, my ex would, like, mock me, and he would scoff at me and sneer at me. And I have this response now where... When I perceive or feel like somebody's maybe doing that to me, even if they're not doing it to my face, um, I th- that smallness kind of wells up within me, and I feel I feel like an idiot. And this could be just all completely made up <laughs> in my head, you know. I. Uh, even as those things happen, I also have the belief and the knowledge and I'm very grounded in the awareness that I am here for only certain people. And what I mean by that is not everyone's going to resonate with me. Not everyone is here to listen to the podcast. Not everyone is here to book sessions, right? Like I know I'm not for everyone, so I know that there's going to people be people who maybe judge me or who criticize me or who look at my my work or and you know they maybe they do kind of scoff. So I have a little bit of work to do there where I need to just just you know work to heal that trauma. So you know I don't I don't really know how much in detail 
kind of like advice I can give you about healing your trauma because that's also going to be very individual. That's also going to be something that is going to look different for everyone. So a couple kind of like loose suggestions, get into doing meditation because when you can get into doing meditation, you're eventually going to be able to get into doing timeline work for yourself and timeline work. That's what I was doing for myself in 2020 when I was doing all that inner child healing is going back in time through through the quantum field and shifting events so that the healing effect of that trickles through quote unquote time then and can reach me here where I'm at now. And if you want to know a little bit more about time and my perception of time and what I perceive and and understand time to be, um, I have an episode uh, fairly recently. You can go back. I think it's just titled time to be honest. So you can go listen to that. And that is really one of the most intense but effective ways that I have found to go back and actually address like the root trauma and then what's going to happen is because you are still going to have trauma responses in your daily life maybe I mean maybe not daily life but they're still going to happen for you currently right in in the present there's layers And it kind of works in a, like a spiral shape where it kind of goes in circles, but it's, it's, you're ascending each time you work through a trauma response and you're aware of it and you choose to respond differently. And then you, right, you level up, you ascend, but then it might come back around. So you then you'll have another trauma response coming from kind of that same trauma. Keep so then you you have that response, you're aware of it. Again, you choose to respond differently. And honestly, having an awareness and just being able to sit with how you're feeling, the emotions that are coming up, the energy that you're feeling within your body anytime a trauma response pops up, that's a huge thing. So even me this past weekend sitting with the energy and the honestly probably not even true story of people are laughing at me, people are mocking me, they're scoffing, they're sneering at me. Just sitting with that, just observing really is a a level up and it shifts your energy, it shifts your frequency and you come into a new state of being each time you do that right? And this applies to more than just trauma. This applies to just healing in general. Each time you are aware, each time you can observe and either just sit with it or take it a step further and respond differently, act differently, choose differently, you level up. And sometimes those level ups are imperceptible. Sometimes you can't even really feel them in the moment. But as you keep doing that, right, this is what doing the work is. As you keep doing that, you your energy keeps shifting. And in the moments of, of 
those that that daily work happening, you're not going to feel that different necessarily. It's not going to feel like some big profound shift and like, oh my God, this just changed my whole entire world. But if you consistently do that, you are going to start having moments where, you know, maybe you'll have just an awareness pop into your mind that will shift your entire reality. I can't tell you how many of those I've experienced. And it's just at the most random times. For the most part, it's not even when I'm diving into like a meditation or some self-healing. It's when I'm taking my dog for a walk. It's when I'm sitting and scrolling on my phone. <laughs> right? It's it's not it, it's not when you expect it. So, keep that in mind. There's layers to your trauma, to your wounds, to all of that. And I've talked about this before, so you guys know this. You know, Something else to keep in mind is that as uncomfortable and as painful and difficult as it oftentimes is, you have to face your shit. You have to face your trauma. And the reason why you have to do that is because when you face these things, when you look at your shadows, when you look at your traumas, you take the power that they hold over you away. Okay? You take that power back for yourself. You take away the control that that thing has over you. Because when we don't acknowledge, when we don't look at things... Those are all the things that hide away in the little corners within us in the darkness. And ignoring them only prolongs the pain. And it only makes it more difficult and more layers for you to work through down the line when you eventually do start diving into this for yourself or working with, you know, a healer or whatever. So keep that in mind as well. There's layers. And God, I know it can feel exhausting and you can get pissed off and you can get frustrated. I still do get frustrated because it's like, okay, I mean, I've worked with this. I've worked with this and I've worked with this and there's still layers. There's still things that are coming up. And I I know that there's a lot of trauma that I do still have to go in and, um, you know, address. There's been some very specific things that have been coming up um, for the past week or so that I need to get into. Maybe I'll talk about that in the future. But, um, you know, yeah, just, just, I don't know, take what resonates and leave the rest. Take it with a bit of a grain of salt I, I, I don't know. That's about all I can say, really. Just keep this in mind. As I said, having a trauma response doesn't mean you're in the trauma. So it doesn't mean that that trauma is actually happening again. It's simply that that trauma has flared up. It has become active again. And then it will go dormant again, just for a little bit until something else happens in your daily life that triggers it. So this is where you can do a little bit of homework. What are some of your trauma responses? 
And it might take a little bit of digging because honestly, you might not even really be aware that you're having a trauma response. And this is where like it can get quite deep because yeah, again, like we we don't always know or we're, we're not always aware that you know, something that is causing us to have a big emotional reaction or something that's causing our body to go into fight or flight might be connected into a trauma. And here's the thing too, it's not necessarily connected back into a trauma. You might just, I mean, you might be just getting triggered. But also, where is that trigger stemming from, right? Like there's a lot to explore. So do some journaling if you want. Do some meditation. Just do some exploration. And I'm going to leave it at that. So if you, I mean, if you have any questions, you can let me know. I do do timeline work for clients. So if you're not sure how to dive into this, if you want someone to just dive into it for you and just kind of give you that insight and information so that you can then go and do a little bit of work on it, just have some awarenesses, we can work with that as well. Um, There's many sessions available. There's full sessions, mentorships. You can visit my website. I'll put the link to everything in my bio. And that's it. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much and thank you for listening. And again, I would love to grow the podcast this year. So share this episode or send it directly if you don't want to share to, you know, your Instagram story or or Facebook or whatever. Send it to someone who you feel may enjoy it or might gain some insights or or benefits from it or whatever. Okay. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll see you next time. Bye.